When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Dan and welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Mary Kay, Ashley, and I are going to preview Friday night's preseason opener against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Each of us offer up two things that we are watching in Friday night's game. So that's coming up to get you ready for the first Browns football game of the season. Now, Football Insider, if you're not a subscriber, you should be. We've been texting throughout practice. We'll be texting throughout the game Friday night. Uh, We also send a newsletter out every single day uh, that no one else sees what's written in that newsletter, just our subscribers. And look, we got stories on cleveland.com slash browns that you've got to be an insider subscriber to read. So if you want to join the club, cleveland.com slash browns, the blue banner at the top of the page, get the information, get signed up. Join us on Football Insider. All right, here we go. Getting you ready for Browns-Jaguars, the thrilling preseason opener on today's Orange and Brown Talk podcast. And away we go, recording this on Thursday at about 2.10. Mary Kay is about to head to Jacksonville for the Browns preseason opener on Friday night. We're going to look ahead to that game with some things to watch. Um, and like I said, it's Thursday at 2.10. So whenever you hear this, who knows if things have changed by then or not. Uh, I'm sure we'll have another pod to put out if they do. Uh, but as things stand now, some things to watch. And Mary Kay, let's just start with you. Give us something you're watching for Friday night in Jacksonville. Well, first of all, as we are taping this, I just posted a story a little bit ago uh, that the Browns will Uh, you know, that they will at least consider Jimmy Garoppolo if um, in the event that Deshaun Watson is suspended uh, for longer than the six games that Sue L. Robinson handed down. So that's kind of just taking on a little bit of a life of its own right now on the internet as we speak, um, because I think a lot of people have been wondering about this. Um, It's something they have to do. I mean, they absolutely have to consider Jimmy Garoppolo in the event that Deshaun Watson is suspended for double digit games, or if he's gone for the season, they were not interested in Jimmy Garoppolo at six to eight games. They weren't, I've been writing that for months and months and months. Um, But you know, if the situation with the suspension changes, then you at least have to explore all of your options. And guess what? There are almost no options out there right now. So you would have to think about uh, the one starting quarterback who has taken his team to the Super Bowl and the NFC championship game in the last five seasons uh, in the event your quarterback, your elite quarterback is gone for the year. Yeah. And and we talked about this on, on the Hey Mary K pod a, a lot too. Like, you know, this is, you can't start Jacoby Brissett for 17 games and expect to expect to make the playoffs. I mean, he's fine. He's fine as a backup, but we've also seen like, you know, he, the, his one year starting in Indianapolis, Ashley, they got off to a great start and it kind of fell apart. He's just not a guy that you necessarily want starting for 17 games. And they at least have to figure out what it's going to cost to get Jimmy G. Right. And I think like Mary Kay wrote about in her story and mentioned just now, Jimmy G has playoff experience that Jacoby Brissett just doesn't have. And 
you know, if the Browns don't want to just punt on this season, if Deshaun Watson is suspended for the full year, like it makes sense why you then would want to go out and get that guy. And I think like beforehand, you know, a few months ago, when we were talking about why they weren't pursuing Jimmy G, it was because they didn't feel like he was a big enough step up from Baker Mayfield. But the goalposts have kind of changed on that, right? You're not measuring him against Baker, a healthy Baker Mayfield anymore. You're measuring him against Kobe Brissett, Jacoby Brissett in this situation. So I do think it's kind of easy to see why maybe, you know, the tide is potentially tur- would potentially turn on that, I guess I should say, um, because you're, you've moved the what you're measuring him against. Mm-hmm. Okay, so because of why they might uh, they might want to acquire Jimmy G, Mary Kay, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to start with you was something to watch on Friday night. I think it's pretty obvious, right? The, the mm-hmm. biggest thing to watch on Friday night, if there is no suspension between now and then. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing to watch, obviously, is Deshaun Watson in this football game. They have said that he's going to start the game. Uh, He has not played in a game since January 3rd, 2021. That was a 41-38 loss to the Titans. Uh, He threw three three touchdowns and one interception that game. He was sacked four times. Uh, They they lost the game, but, you know, he was pretty productive uh, like he was all of last season, all of that season in 2020. He led the NFL with 4,823 yards, and he finished second in rating at 112.4, only uh, to Aaron Rodgers. So very anxious to see what he's going to do on the field tomorrow night. We don't think he's going to play a lot. Um, there is also that slight chance that he might not play at all. Uh, again, as we're taping this on Thursday, I'm going to be getting on a plane today to head down to Jacksonville. Dan's coming down tomorrow on Friday, game day. Um, but as we are taping this right now, uh, the appeal ruling has not been handed down yet. Uh, so we have to, uh, you know, just keep an eye on that because, you know, we just don't know exactly what's going to happen with that. But there is a world in which he won't be allowed to play on Friday night if that does take place. Ashley, what are you expecting to see out of Deshaun on Friday? I think we'll kind of like see what we've seen in practice so far, which he's, you know, it's obviously when we talk about watching him, it's always like, it just looks different. And like, you see that even when, you know, they're going through team reps and you have Deshaun in for a series and then they put Jacoby in for a series and, you know, they go through all their quarterbacks and get them their reps it's just different. It's like the ball placement is exceptional in the way some of these plays he's making, some of these throws he's making. Um, I think we'll see like a more in theory explosive offense. Now, obviously they've been really hindered at receiver, but um, I do think you'll see some of those longer pass plays completed. I think you'll see more design runs for him, um, all these things. And, and kind of like we talked about last week, like I'll, I'll say really quickly, I would be so interested to see what Jakeem Grant would look like in this offense, because I do think they were, you know, planning kind of a special role for him. So again, that injury, it's really unfortunate to the receiving room, but I think overall it's just more explosive in, in all aspects of the game when he's out there. Yeah. Mary Kay, wh- why do you think they're, they're starting Deshaun in this game? Well, I think for a couple of reasons, first of all, it could be the last opportunity uh, that they have to, you know, to really see, a little bit of Deshaun. Now, even if he is suspended indefinitely, which means he can't play in preseason games and he can't play the season, there still is a world in which somehow, some way through the court system, he could get back on the field. And therefore, this would be your only opportunity to see him play any football uh, before he would have to play at some point during the regular season. Um, 
so, you know, this could basically, basically be it. Uh, and, you know, anything can still happen. And I think they want to have him out there to see if he can absorb a hit, uh, to get just that feel, uh, you know, of that game speed again, uh, just to kind of have just the intensity of a live football game, which he has not had in 19 months. And, uh, you know, also just to note, Jacksonville is going to play a lot of their starters as well. Um, Doug Peterson announced that uh, yesterday, too. I'm sure him and Kevin Stefanski were probably in some sort of communication. Like, hey, are you playing your starters? Yeah, I think we're going to play ours. And Because you want to go ones v ones, right? Because that you, you're not going to get Deshaun Watson out there against some second or third stringer who's trying to make a name for himself. He, he's going to be going against starters and everybody's kind of on the same page in that situation. All right, uh, Ashley, what are you watching for? Gosh, besides the quarterbacks, this is tough because I mean, I think this is the number one storyline for this team, but kind of along those lines, I'm, I'm definitely watching to see what they do with the offensive line. I mean, we talked a little bit about this last week that you know, if you put Deshaun Watson out there, I know, Dan, you made the comment, like, does Kevin Stefanski have to call Joel Batonio into his office and say, sorry, Joel, you have to you have to step in and take one for the team and play play a few series this time out. Um, but I do think, you know, we talked about if Joel doesn't play, you know, Jack Conklin's obviously not ready to play yet. We haven't even seen him full 100% go through um, everything in practice. I think if you get three of those guys out there, I'm, I'm interested to watch that. And especially, of course, Nick Harris and what he looks like, because we just haven't seen a ton of him yet. Um, obviously, the Browns have been privy to a lot more throughout his two years, two and a half years practicing. Um, but really, we just have the Green Bay last Green Bay game left from last year to look back on and kind of see what he did well and, and see how he can use his mobility, which is something he's been praised for, and how that works with a new quarterback. So I'm definitely interested in in how these, this offensive line looks going out there and what Kevin Stefanski does if, you know, when we see Deshaun Watson out there. Yeah, Mary Kay, I mean, all eyes kind of on Nick Harris and Jed Wills uh, tomorrow night to, to see how they hold up, but especially Nick, because like Ashley said, it is just that one game that, that we've gotten to look at him. And the one thing you don't want to have happen is have Nick Harris look really bad in whatever preseason time he ends up getting. Right. He is protecting some very precious cargo uh, in Deshaun Watson, their $230 million man. So, yes, that's a very important position. And those two guys, they have to get it right. I've seen them talking on the sidelines together. Uh, you know, they put their heads together and Deshaun uh, helps him with with certain things here and there. Um, but the Browns have been really excited about Nick Harris. They have loved what they have seen out of Nick Harris. And, you know, it might, you know, not be perfect in the beginning. There, there might be a few bumps in the road here and there, uh, but they are really, really high on him. And if they're right, they really got a find in the fifth round. And, and then Jed Wills too. You know, we talked to him uh, earlier this week, I guess the only day we were out there on Tuesday. Um, you know, let, let's see what a healthy Jed Wills looks like. I mean, this is one of those things where, you know, again, you're not facing a complicated defense. You're not, they're probably not going to run a bunch of games up front and, and do a bunch of different things, but in the trenches, Mary Kay is one of those things you can at least kind of get some real game feel for uh, when, when these guys are going against each other. Yeah. And, and it will be the, you know, the first time where uh, the defender can actually hit your quarterback. So the stakes are high. Uh, so, yes, it'll be uh, really interesting to see how Jed is doing. He is determined to bounce back from last year. And, you know, he goes up against Miles Garrett all the time in practice. So, you know, most games after that will be either equal 
or not as hard for him as what he faces every single day in practice in terms of trying to hold him off, trying to hold Jadavian off. So yeah, anxious to see what he has. Uh, he just seems so much better from a demeanor standpoint. The spirits are lifted. Um, you know, he was down he seemed really down throughout most of last year. And, uh, you know, this it's, it's time for him to, to step up and prove that he is the number 10 pick they drafted. Okay. I'm going to go with the other big story of this week from my first thing to watch. And that's Jakeem Grant. He, of course, his season is over. He's placed on IR. Um, you know, we'll see if he's able to make a comeback down the road or not, but, uh, on the Browns unofficial depth chart for what it's worth, Jakeem Grant was the only player listed in the return slots. There was no second team or it was Jakeem Grant. He was going to make this team. He was going to return kicks, whatever he did on offense. Great. But he was going to return kicks. So now I'm curious who they put back there. It seems to make sense that Dearness Johnson would get an opportunity. Um, you know, he's done it before. Demetric Felton could get an opportunity. There's some undrafted players, but Ashley, this is one of those things to to keep an eye on as we go through the game. Hopefully this defense forces a lot of punts or I don't know, maybe they give up a lot of touchdowns and we get to see some kickoff returns. But that's one of the most important things to keep an eye on is who's back there and when. It is. And it's basically like you laid out, Dan, like they went all in on Jakeem Grant. He was Mike Prefer's guy at that spot. Um, and that's why they're willing to, you know, like we talked about, some teams aren't able to keep a dedicated return man, but the Browns did carve out a space for him. And I think, you know, had carved out a space in the offense for him as well, um, because he's so valuable. And again, like not to relitigate the whole thing, but the Browns just have been so um, basically had no kind of spark in the return game for the last like seven years. It's been really tough. There hasn't been a touchdown scored in, in the, on a kick since 2015 when Johnny Manziel was the quarterback. So I do think it's going to be interesting. The Ernest and Dimitrik were two of the guys I thought of first too. I was like, huh, yeah, maybe it's probably going to be them, but there are some of those undrafted guys, you know, could be on the bubble potentially for them right now. And they're going to see what they can do. If somebody else is worth keeping around that they maybe weren't anticipating keeping around and seeing what happens, but it's definitely something they have to figure out. Cause like you said, that depth chart had no one else there. This feels wide open, Mary Kay. Cause, cause I think Ashley sort of went started to go this like, yeah, Dearness is fine as a returner. Felton's fine as a returner. I don't know. Maybe he's more dynamic this year. But if some one of the if a Mike Harley or uh you know, I don't know, one of these young guys, one of these undrafted guys lights a fire in the return game, they might just force their way onto this roster. Well, yeah, because um, as you guys mentioned, Jakeem Grant was, you know, there was a special place carved out for him as a returner. And uh, so they have that spot, you know, they can, they can have somebody that just kind of does that and specializes and focuses on that. Even though Jakeem, it looked to me like he was going to get some time on offense at receiver, especially with all of the uh, injuries at receiver this season. Um, but in the event that they need to find a returner either outside um, of the roster right now or on the current roster, um, you know, they can definitely, um, carve out an area for him so that 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 should be um that that's kind of become one of the battles of camp all of a sudden you know we talk so much about what battles to keep an eye on and all of a sudden that's become one of the biggest ones so uh we'll see how that plays out we'll get our first look at it here in jacksonville on friday night okay we'll take a quick break i've got another one that i want to 
point out. I don't know if you guys have one, but we'll uh, go through a few more things to watch in the preseason opener. And back on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, previewing the game against Jacksonville on Friday night, the preseason opener. Mary Kay, did you have another one? Yeah, you know what? I, I am very anxious to see the um, the rookie defenders. I mean, I want to see Alex Wright and Martin Emerson out there. Uh, you know, those guys have had really, really nice camps. Martin Emerson is going to get some significant playing time because Denzel Ward is still out with this foot injury, and it's it's starting to, to get to be about two months long now. Uh, so that turned out to be a pretty significant injury. Um, so Martin, it, it's his chance to show that, uh, you know, that he deserves some playing time on the outside this year and uh, that the moment isn't going to be too big for him. And same thing with Alex Wright. I mean, the uh, the potential for Alex Wright, I mean, they are just so high on him and excited about him. And, uh, you know, his first chance to to show what he can do and to, you know, to a, a little bit of a lesser extent, Perry on Winfrey. I mean, he needs to get in there. So there's three um, young defenders that have this chance to kind of show Browns fans who they really are Ashley is there one particular rookie that that you're looking forward to seeing tomorrow that's tough you know my gut always (laughs) says Perion, and I know I wrote about him this week so I still am kind of curious how they use him and and what he looks like getting in there behind like Jordan Elliott and Taven Bryan who have been getting those first team reps um but I the more I think about it the more I am intrigued by Alex Wright like I'm intrigued by all three of these guys but I just think they really like him they think he's like you know when he got picked we talked so much about him being more of like a guy you can develop who maybe has a bit higher of a ceiling potentially um so I am kind of excited to see what he looks like how he you know he's fairly long too like we talk about Martin Emerson's length a lot but he also has that like you see how big he is when he is out there on the field um and how he kind of uses that to his advantage so I'm I'm really curious to see what he what he does and maybe what he's learned in his months in Berea so far. He is he is big. Mm-hmm. He's like the Martin Emerson comparison is interesting because they're both sort of like, oh, you see them in person. It's like, oh man, that guy really is like, yeah. tall and has arms that just stretch forever. What about Cade York? Mm, yeah. So my thing, I, I will say I am excited to see K York kick like in a stadium, you know, in that environment and everything um, going against like actual pressures since we haven't seen that in practice yet. But what I'm more excited for to see K York is to actually see him kick at first energy and especially to kick at first energy when maybe it's not the best weather day. Like, I think that's just like the biggest question for him. Like we, we know he can you know, he has super great leg strength and and things like that. But I'll be more interested, I guess, to watch him when he's going up against more adverse weather, weather conditions. And, you know, to Mary Kay, like, let, let's see him lined up in the clutch when, when the kicks really matter too, right? Some, some of it with Cade York is like, we've just got to wait till these moments sort of organically come about. Yeah, but the thing about him, the way that Prefer talks about him, the way that he speaks when he stands up in front of us and what we've seen in camp so far, uh, he's kind of unflappable, it seems. Mm -hmm. He really does seem like he's got ice in his veins. I think he's got the right demeanor to do this. I think that he was uh, really 100% worth that pick. And and it really seems to me like they have solved this problem for a long, long time in Cleveland. Okay. Uh, Ashley, did you have another one? Well, I was thinking about the rookies, but to kind of 
piggyback off of Mary Kay's idea. I'm curious to see like what Jerome Ford looks like out there and how much Kareem Hunt actually plays, obviously with all of this drama that happened over the weekend with him and sitting out the team drills. It's like, oh, like, are you, I think we kind of talked about this on one of the Kareem pods, but like, are we going to see him get more reps because, uh, you know, almost like a punishment of sorts or something like that. Um, And Jerome Ford has just like, had a really nice camp so far. I know we talked about he had like that one drop and that was it. That's pretty much the only thing he's done wrong. So he's like been kind of, I think, flying under the radar as a rookie here in camp because obviously that running back room is so strong uh, and there's been other drama with Kareem. But I'm, I'm excited to kind of see how they use both of them and how much we actually see Kareem Hunt out there tomorrow night. Jerome Ford has the potential to just be really great in the preseason because mm-hmm. he'll probably get a lot of opportunity uh, you know, I could see him rushing for like 80 yards and having 20 receive something like that. I, I could see Jerome Ford putting up some numbers, Mary Kay. Yeah, I mean, he really can't, especially behind an offensive line like this. Now, the thing about Jerome is that he probably won't be running behind Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio. Uh, but when he does get that chance, uh, I, I would expect some really great things from him. And so, yes, this is definitely something to watch. Because I think we're all curious to see what Kevin Stefanski is going to do with Kareem Hunt. I asked him the other day, you know, if if a guy does something, you know, like this, holds himself out of team drills, you know, can he get back in your good graces? And he said, yes, he believes everyone is human. But sometimes that doesn't happen until you punish them a little bit. And so let's see what happens, you know, what he does with Kareem and see if he has him out there, you know, in the third quarter or something like that, which uh, you normally wouldn't do with with one of your top running backs. So um so that's uh that's one thing that that's also on my list. And maybe we'll hear from Kareem for the first time tomorrow night. We will uh we'll see. We'll try. But uh we'll maybe we'll actually get to hear Kareem tell his side of the story uh for the first time since everything came out about him wanting traded and uh holding out of team drills. Okay, my last thing is you know there's so little to kind of see in the preseason. And teams do keep things pretty vanilla, but the Browns still have to run their offense and they still have to call their plays. And I just want to see kind of what this offense is going to look like. You know, do we see more two back sets? I, I think that's something we're going to see more of this year. How much 12 personnel do they use? Um, you know, just, just sort of seeing, you know, how much motion is there? Is, do they use more wide receivers? I, I just want to see, what this new offense is going to look like. And because Deshaun Watson is starting, we're going to get, you know, a pretty decent idea of what it will look like with him at quarterback. You know, is he in the pistol more? You know, again, that's something we've seen a little bit more in the spring and and in training camp. I I just want to see Mary Kay, what this offense is going to look like. And the preseason is going to at least give us an opportunity to see the personnel they're going to use and, and how they might deploy it. Yeah, I think we're all looking forward to that. And we're all looking forward to see uh, seeing how they showcase Deshaun Watson's strengths. We know that they are not going to shy away from running him. Uh, we know that they're going to take advantage of his incredible arm talent, the deep ball, the keepers, throwing on the runs, play action. I mean, like there's nothing that he can't do well. There's just nothing that he can't do. So if he only plays two series, we're only going to get a little sliver of what he's capable of. Uh, but still, we should be able to glean a few things uh, from when he's out there and what they kind of have in mind for pacing and explosiveness and those kinds of things. 
Yeah, Mary Kay says pacing, Ashley. I've been, I've been wanting this team to go up-tempo ever since Kevin got here. I was really hoping yeah. that, that they would do more up-tempo stuff. I was reading the, the profile on Sean McVay and ESPN, and one of the things he likes to do when the offense is like stalling is like pick up the tempo. And, and I feel like that's something the Browns have been lacking. Now, are they going to do that in the preseason? I don't know, but I, I mean, I do hope that's a part of this. Yeah. And like, it would make sense that it would be, but again, it's like the question is, are they going to do that in the preseason when they don't have all their like normal guys out there probably. Um, and it, it is just the preseason at the end of the day. I know they're very like secretive about what they're trying to do. And I think certain things they do try to hide, like we've talked about not to bring up Shaquem again, but like, you know, I think they were trying to keep that on the down low a little bit. And we might have gotten an idea about what that was going to look like on Friday, but I don't think we're still going to have the full picture. But I think it just kind of goes back to last year when we talked about this offense, especially like how it just felt so boring at times and predictable, I think was the word that got used a lot. I do still think that Kevin Stefanski is capable of adapting. And I think, you know, we watch these practices. They're pretty efficient. Obviously, you can't get the full view of everything that's going on but i do think we'll we'll get glimpses of that tomorrow even if it's not the full picture okay well it's a game so technically technically it's a game (laughs) so technically we have to make picks oh man I did not plan for this. Dan. I thought we gave that up a long time. Yeah, I think we did. I think we did. But come on, we got to make a preseason game pick. Let's see. I'm going to say um, Browns 20, Jaguars 13. Hmm. You know what? Good for you for making a pick on a preseason yeah. game. I am going to abstain. I mean, oh, it come on. Matter and uh, <laughs> doesn't what's that? <laughs> it's like whose line is it anyway? Nothing's real and the points don't matter. That's this pot that'd be a good title for this podcast. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there there are like people who gamble on preseason games. I know there I are it's actually the only reason they exist. How about if we predict um how, what the completion percentage will be for Deshaun Watson? Ooh, I'll yeah. go 80%. 80%. Woo! I think it's going to be easy. Okay. Right. I mean, that's just like four out of that's four for five. Let's say he throws five times, completes four of them. I I, I think it'll yeah, be yeah. 80%. Okay. Yeah. In that short time frame, I suppose so. Um, I'll go 74. So technical. I was going to say 75. <laughs> We're all kind of around the same range. I'll say, I'll say 70. You know what? I'll get a little further away from Mary Kay's. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think with all those predictions, though, it, this should be, even though he hasn't played for a little while, this should be pretty easy for him. I mean, his career completion percentage, which is what I was pulling up just now, is 67.8. So, like, you know, we're we're kind of right around there. Yeah, and, and that's brought down the benefit of the doubt good. of it being the preseason, and he's not going to be out there longer, so there's going to be fewer chances to to screw up, basically, in his throws. Yeah, and then that's brought down like his rookie year he was at 61, and he hasn't been right. 67 since. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he'll be fine. Okay, uh, there you go. Our preview of the Jaguars game on uh, Friday night in Jacksonville. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We'll have some sort of post-game pod, whether it's right after the game or earlier on Saturday. We'll figure something out. We'll get it into your feed uh, as soon as we can. And then also just make sure you're a football insider subscriber. Click the icon slash Browns, the blue banner at the top of the page to get info and get signed up. For Mary Kay and Ashley, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, everybody.